So where do you start if you don't feel like starting by only eating meat? This is a meat-based beginner's guide crash course. And basically what I want to cover in this episode is just getting you familiar with the fact that you don't need to start like most people are these days uh, transitioning from a standard American diet straight to a meat-based carnivore animal-based diet where you are only eating meat and nothing else and don't get me wrong this this is definitely a a path that you can go on go towards it's definitely a an option it's probably probably the best option I wish I had known what I know now given the fact that I've spent the past nine years healing myself and my past traumas through diet, uh, movement, mindfulness, everything. But today's focus is meat. And specifically, just if you don't want to start by only eating meat. So this is completely normal, you know, and the fact that I went on this journey by going from literally standard American diet where I was eating, I was drinking, you know, two sodas a day at least. I was eating well over 300 grams of carbs in the form of bread and milkshakes and all sorts of things and snacking in the evening. Sleep was terrible. Just just standard procedure. That That's just how my life looked uh, for the first 18 years of my existence um and then in 2014 one day it was new Year, new year's day i'll never forget it i was i was at my friend's house on a lake here in johannesburg called hotter port and i i just decided that i no longer wanted to be this just this fat unhappy unhealthy person anymore and that decision changed my life because from that point on, um, I did a few things that helped. Um, but I began, I began by accepting where I was, and I began by asking my friend's parents at the time, my good friend, whose house we were staying at. I asked them. They were, his dad was an ex bodybuilder. His mom knew knew things about nutrition. I just said, listen, where can I start if I want to lose weight? And I, and I recall them. I was very hungover. I recall him saying, Josh, just start by reducing your carbs and chewing your food properly, 30 bites. And I was like, what? Okay, that's interesting. So what I did is I, from that point on, I just started chewing my food properly, mindfully. It's the first time it's ever happened. (laughs) I cut out almost all carbs. Um, At the time, I was eating lots of salads, so I was eating more of a low-carb keto diet, uh, still lots of salad and vegetables and, you know, all of the good things that come along with being a traditional keto, keto ketoologist. And eventually, I lost over like 90 pounds. Um, I lost a lot of weight. Literally, half of me just like vanished into thin air. And... I understand that people live complex lives and their people have kids uh people have partners that don't necessarily want to follow the same diet as them so there's many facets to you know just eating healthy and just deciding you want to eat healthy but 
if I had to give you the advice, take what I did in the beginning. You know, just if you are overweight or you insulin resistant or something metabolically is not going right, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not an expert. Let me just say that. Obviously, consult with your physician or a person who you trust. Um, although sometimes these people are not the best people to consult sometimes because they are basing the information off textbooks that are you know, way outdated, uh, textbooks that say that saturated fat is bad for you, even though that's been completely reversed now in the literature, if you go read up on it. But basically, what you need to do is maybe what I did. I just started by chewing my food properly, you know, this mindful eating. So chewing for 30 bites at a time. So one, two, three, four, literally in your head, counting. It sounds very tedious, but it changed my relationship to food at the time because I was just feeling what I was eating. Not only that, there's science behind chewing properly. There's science that your digestive system begins before you even, before your food enters the stomach, your digestion is taking place. When you see the food, you start salivating. When you're chewing properly, your stomach acid is producing. There's a whole process that happens. So mindful eating, whether it's with your family, there's so many different ways you can mindfully eat, but the best I would say is to chew your food properly and just take that 30 bites at a time. So that's step one, right? Step two, lower your carbs. And the best way I can, the best way I can, the best practical way to do this is by trying not to eat carbs for breakfast or for lunch. So if you're gonna have any carbs, save it for the evening, and I'll explain now why, but basically your breakfast should look like something that's very high in protein, high in fat. So, you know, omelets with bacon, eggs, cheese, uh, something like that. It can be a steak if you want. I usually have a steak. Lunch, again, can be a steak, whatever. But the reason why I tell you to save your carbs for the evening is because as soon as you start eating carbs, especially if you're insulin resistant and overweight. Um, I'm not speaking about CrossFit athletes here or people that run long distance because they may need a certain threshold of carbs. But if you're sitting, on your, you're sitting on your ass all day and you're doing nothing and you're just working, you certainly don't need the amounts of carbs that a professional CrossFit athlete may need. So there we go. Context definitely matters. But saving your carbs for the evening, you know, whether it is a little bit of sweet potato or a little bit of white rice, um, not only helps your body stay in a fat-burning state throughout the whole day, when you eat those carbs, your insulin spikes. So generally, if you eat carbs in the morning and that insulin spikes, what happens is your body goes on a roller coaster throughout the day. You start going high, get a high sugar sugar high crash, and then when you start crashing, you're going to need more carbs to get you back up. So you just go on this roller coaster throughout the day of needing more carbs, getting tired, crashing. You know that... That mid-afternoon crash is a surefire sign that your insulin is just going on an absolute roller coaster throughout the day. So saving your carbs in the evening, when your insulin does spike, if you have them, you're going to bed. So by the time you get to bed, your insulin's coming down, you are going to be in a very relaxed state going into your sleep. Um, that, that for me is step number two. Step number three is 
more just based on daily movement. So doing something every single day that's getting your body moving, whether it's walking, whether it's playing sport, whether it's doing CrossFit, whether it's doing some sort of activity that gets your body moving, gets your lymph going, and something preferably that you enjoy that puts you in a flow state. You know, time and time again, there's been studies to show that being in a flow state improves your mood. Some of the happiest people in the world are, are people that are constantly engaged in a flow state. So exercise should be a flow state activity. It shouldn't be something that that you struggle to do. And in future episodes, I would like to get into sort of how I started exercising because that went hand in hand with the eating well and everything. But it's 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 all about not beating yourself up and not setting the expectations too high and just about getting the habits or getting going in the first place. But seriously, walking, like after your dinner in the evening, if you can go for, I call them digestive walks, if you can go for a digestive walk, you've eaten your food and you can go for a walk, that's a form of movement, exercise, boom, you're done for the day, you don't need to worry. But just the habit of doing that makes a huge, huge difference, huge, huge difference. So I get it, not everyone wants to start by eating only meats, um, if you maybe want to eat meats and fruits, there's a good there's a good way to get into it. Or meats and still, if, if, if a little bit of veggies means that you eat predominantly meats and you're eating all your protein, then do it. Don't let don't let dogma deter you from your the way you think you need to do it because the only person that can do it is you. So avoid latching onto gurus. Avoid thinking that somebody else is going to do this for you because they're not. You have to walk the path at the end of the day. So make it as easy as possible for yourself. And that's what's going to make it sustainable because you can follow and read all the guidelines you like and listen to all the influences you like. But ultimately, you have to actually just do it. You have to be the one that decides what you need to do to heal. But there's no doubt in my mind that most people don't need more ecstatic experiences of, you know, trying to encounter God through ayahuasca and things like that. Not that I'm saying that those don't work because I certainly think they do. But I look around and a lot of people just need some good nutrition, good sleep, and things genuinely fall into place after those like prerequisites for healing get taken care of. So there's many different ways you can heal, but I think starting with the foundation of you know eating eating a hormone adapted meat based diet is a good way to start. If you did enjoy today's episode, I would appreciate you liking, subscribing, and commenting. It does go a long way. If you're on Spotify, um, I know they have a subscribe button now. I'd love it if you uh, subscribed and liked. That'll be very cool. But um, let me know what you think, and I will catch you in the next one. Cheers. Mate.